You're listening to Campus Review Radio. I'm Patrick Avenal and I'm the news editor for Campus Review. Professor Simon Maddox is the Vice-Chancellor of Charles Darwin University in the Northern Territory. I spoke with Professor Maddox over the phone to find out his thoughts on the 2007 budget and its impact on the university sector and CDU specifically. I started by asking him for his overall thoughts. Look, on the one hand, I'm very pleased to see the government um, moving away from the 2014 propositions, but I think for all the, the positives that are uh, potentially presented in this budget, um, there's still an underlying problem from my perspective because um, I think given a number of the policy measures this government's been pushing in terms of investing in innovation, the knowledge economy and where the future of the country is going, um, to be offering big business tax cuts at the same time as they're having not, not at all insignificant cuts to what provides Australia's third largest export is uh, a bit problematic. And for CDU specifically? You mentioned earlier you de- you described CDU's position as being fragile. Is that the fragility that you could see dropouts or enrolments decline? Well, I, th- I think look, f- financially we're fragile. Um, Julie Hare's put a thing in the Australia today. We, we we're, we're a cash positive entity, but when you put depreciation on our financial accounts, we we clearly show a significant deficit. Um, we're a young university trying to undergo rapid growth, but in a in a regional context, you know, we've had to do a range of and we don't have the resources that some of the big institutions have to fall back on. So, yes, anything that has a significant impact on, on student engagement and load um, really challenges our, our capacity to continue to drive efficiencies. And, you know, where the Minister talked about universities being flush with cash at the moment, we are far from flush with cash. Um, we service a really important cohort of students that need to be supported and encouraged to engage in education and higher education. We serve the vocational skills training for the Northern Territory and we then have a lot of work to get those students to engage in pathways and transition on into higher education. And the sort of measures that are contained in the budget will just, just make it all the more harder for us. The, the upfront cuts, that's an additional $3 million out of our budget over the next two years of the ongoing deficit. And then when they talk about the 7.5% performance-related um, budget, uh, measures. Um, we've got no problem being asked to be accountable for the performance of our institution and the government has said it will be a university by university determined compact but if it's going 
going to be focused on things like attrition rate, which is a very badly defined metric anyway, and it was going to be defined around completion rates. Those sorts of quality indicators will need to be appropriately context for us in the cohort of students we're delivered to. Because we service a lot of, you know, for example, in our cheer age cohort, women who are still of managing family and, and of child rearing age who will drop out of our courses to have another child and then come back. But attrition is measured as a, a dropout after 12 months of engagement. Um, well, our students drop out for 18 months if they have a baby and they come back after two years. We show them, most of them come back, but we don't, they don't get measured to re-enter, they only get measured when they leave. That's, you know, if that's measured as bad performance, then we've got a problem because it's actually not. We're, we're meeting a very serious national need. When you... When people hear about energy, uh, sorry, efficiency dividends, which you know it seems a bit of a, a bit of a meaningless buzzword, how do those cuts? How do those cuts sort of actually manifest themselves at a university like CDU and its constituent campuses? Well, they, they inhibit our capacity to create efficiencies in process because often we've got to invest up front to find the efficiencies. We're not big enough to do otherwise and so this notion that we're flush with cash and we can take an efficiency dividend well we're pretty efficient already because we have to deliver to 170 remote delivery sites across the northern territory we develop campuses in sydney and melbourne to help grow international opportunities for the university we've been reaching out all over the country but this notion that yeah i mean it's 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 a really bad term because in fact what it does is is restrict our ability to continue to be efficient Speaking to uh, quite a few VCs today and yesterday, I, I've noticed that there, there seems to be a bit of a big, small divide amongst the universities, that the, the, the sort of the measures that were in the budget this year are going to more adversely and disproportionately affect the smaller universities. And you, you did say earlier that you sort of count yourself among those. Uh, can you sort of talk me through how they, they are much harder on smaller uh, schools than on larger ones? Well, because... We somewhat, smaller universities don't have the, the history of and uh, breadth of engagement that the, the Sandstones have, so we tend to live much more hand-to-mouth. In this regional community, there's an expectation we deliver a much greater breadth of courses without a lot of depth in a lot of them to service community need. Um, our capacity to continue to do that um, is really challenged by these processes, which, which means that people will miss out on their ability to engage um, in the, the sort of career structures they're trying to build. If you look at the Northern Territories as jurisdiction, the local government is very keen to encourage demographic growth. One way of doing that is to make sure that students that grow up in this environment have access to a quality education system so they don't have to leave the Northern Territory. Because if they do leave as young adults, invariably they get caught up in other relationships and they don't always come back. Now, one way of making sure they don't have to leave the territories to make sure they get access to the quality educational opportunities that can be serviced in this environment, and we can do that. But we don't have the class sizes, the depth of class sizes that big universities based in major southern capital cities would have. So again, when there's a notion that we can absorb an efficiency dividend, we're challenged because we don't always have the depth of capacity to support the efficiency that other universities might generate. Listen to you talk now about being uh, the misconception that you're flush with cash. And again, the other VCs I've spoken to today, 
there seems to be uh, universities in Australia seems to have an image problem is that there seems to be a perception that you are flush with cash that you can afford to wear these cuts and you know budget after budget more and more cuts do, do you and your other VCs need to sort of come up with a way of changing the public perception of universities and what they offer to our community and our society? The short answer to that question is, is yes. I would actually argue we, we, have been, we have been doing this for some time. Could we do it better? Maybe we could. Are we not getting the message across the way we need to? I think there's a, there's a real challenge for us in the broader community not understanding how, how universities get funded. So when they see things, and I heard the Minister apparently make, make reference to when they see things to, with, about new buildings and things like that, there's an expectation there must be a lot of money. The sort of money that gets secured for funding building development, uh, there has been some government investment in that, but that, that has stopped being provided now. So we often have to go out and find alternative ways of funding capital infrastructure development. And even when it's supported in this building, you've then got to maintain and run it. Um, as a young university, we actually have a number of pieces of major infrastructure that are getting past the use by date, but there's no proactive capacity to generate operational efficiencies that will allow you to secure the money to fund new developments um, under these sorts of markets. So I think yeah, there are some real tensions about how people see the way universities operate and what goes on. Um, anybody who engages in the university tends to engage in their own particular discipline interest and, and sees the university through those lenses, but as an organisation, you are trying to you know, support and engage with people with, with many disparate interests. Um, how our research... You know, most people would not understand that the true cost of doing research are not funded through national competitive grant schemes. So inevitably there's a level of, level of cross-subsidisation that goes on in, in, in running universities and the public don't get to see those nuances either. So... Yeah, I'm sure we've got ongoing work to do in communication, but um, these are highly, highly diverse businesses and it's it's not easy to wrap up those messages in, in, in one simple, simple way. Were there any positives to come out of the budget from your perspective? We are very pleased to see the uh, funding for HEP programs supported as a university that um, services lots of family, low socioeconomic, disadvantaged clients, um, a large number of Indigenous students. It's very important for us to be able to provide support programs that help students transition from non-traditional backgrounds into higher education. So I think the, the capacity to support pathway programs is critical. The extension of CGS support into sub-bachelor programs as a dual sector university, our ability to work with students that come in through vocational training programs where they've got the skill and the ability to help them go through pathways and, and step up into higher education um, is really, really important. So, you know, we are certainly supportive of those measures, but they are very much, um, I guess, those benefits are then challenged by some of the other cost savings that the government's looking to take out of the higher education market. And is there anything you'd like to add? Um, no, I think, as I say, I think that, you know, that this is, there is still obviously a lot of detail to the discussed with us as individual institutions around what the government expects. You know, I think the, the, the suggestion that we need to have performance-rated funding is also um, something that needs to be more actively debated because, in fact, Australia has, has by many measures, clearly built an internationally highly regarded quality education system. So what's, what's this 